This is Austin Real Estate Investing. Austin Real Estate Investing. We'll be discussing real estate investing in Austin, Texas, and bringing you experts from all different sectors of the real estate game. Your host, Jordan Moorhead, is a real estate agent and investor in Austin and is here to help you get started or to build your portfolio and explore new strategies. Hi, this is Austin Real Estate Investing. This is Jordan Moorhead. And today I've got Nick Amalexin on here. Uh, hey, Nick, how are you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I'm really excited to learn about you and more about what you do. So real quick, before we get into anything real estate related, let's just talk about who are you and how are you involved with real estate investing? Yeah, yeah. Well, as you said, my name's Nick. Uh, I got involved in real estate investing towards the tail end of 2015. Um, you know, before that I was, uh, I really enjoyed investing, but I was looking more at the stock market and I thought, you know, this is where I wanted to be. I was going to be the next Warren Buffett. I, you know, uh, invest my way to, to billionaire status. And then the company I invested in had a big scandal and I lost most of everything overnight. And at the same time, I just purchased my first house and started listening to Bigger Pockets. And, you know, something that they said about control at that point really resonated with me. Right. Um, and that's kind of how I fell into real estate investing is that I wanted to control the asset. You know, I didn't want what somebody did uh, a thousand miles away that I knew nothing about and nobody could know about decide if I was going to make money or, not. you know, uh, decide the tweet. Few. What? Or a tweet. Tweet yeah, to a tweet. Your... Yeah, go on Joe Rogan's podcast or something, and then everything loses value. But um, <laughs> yeah, so that's how I got into real estate investing, and, and that's you know what I do now. I, I kind of went the traditional path from from single family to uh, to, to multifamily, and now that's what I do full time. Awesome. Um, so we'll talk more about that too. You know, this show being about Austin real estate investing. Why do you choose to invest and live in Austin, Nick? Yeah, uh, living it, I didn't really have a choice to be, to be fair on that question. You know, I married my wife, I'm from Denver, uh, and all of her family kind of migrated and she's from Austin and all of her family had, had spread out over the years. And then all at once, everybody was like, let's move back to Austin. So everybody <laughs> moved back and we were having our, our first child and the idea of, of free health, uh, not healthcare, free childcare at the time was, was really attractive. So we, we moved to Austin from Denver and, you know, I love the city. I, I fell in love with it, but uh, that's kind of what brought me here. Um, and I choose to invest in Austin. You know, it was kind of twofold. One, it's my backyard and starting out, you know, I was working 70, 80 hours a week and didn't really have the bandwidth to go outside my market. Um, and, and two, you know, the more you look at, you know, metrics that we pay attention to, the more Austin ranks number one. So it's like, I, I was, I'm lucky that it's my backyard because, you know, that's my advantage. Absolutely. So what do you look at? You talked about metric. What metrics do you like to look at to determine if it's a market you should look into more? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're looking right now actually for, I say we, me and my partner are looking for our third market um, just to expand a little bit and see what there is to offer. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, there's a, a, there's the basic ones I feel like everybody looks at. We want to see population growth. We want to see job growth. We want to see, diversity of industry. You know, you want to see right now, I, I like uh, cities that are giving, getting more and more tech presence, um, you know, and uh, 
uh, have median income growth, household growth, um, rent as a per, as a percentage of, of that median income, because, you know, we want to make sure we're not moving into a market where people can barely afford to live right now, expecting that it's going to continue to trend upwards. Um, and Austin, you know, uh, ticks all those boxes. Actually, we just did a market report where we're comparing a bunch of markets and at all the metrics we ranked, uh, besides property taxes, Austin came out, you know, number one. Absolutely. You know what? I think, um, Diversity of industry, industry, something that Austin has a lot of, and it's just getting better and better. So obviously we have a lot of the tech. Um, Austin's known as a tech city, but we've started to have manufacturing, distribution, and all that stuff rolled in. Um, you talked about rent affordability. I think Austin is very affordable for what it is. You know, I've lived in other cities and the rent is much higher. You know, you can get a, a two bedroom, nice two bedroom for 14, 1500 here. But you know, in a lot of other cities, that's two grand or more. And yeah, there's, definitely. There's, I think we're going to see a lot of rent growth over the next few years with how affordable rents are right now here. So, you know, I think you, it, affordable, especially comparable to the salaries people are making. It's a, it's a very affordable place to live. If you're making the median salary in Austin, you know, there's other things that are, that, that cost you money, but your, your rent's not bad. So I think that's a really good point. And with the diversity of industry, there's not any real reason any one thing would affect Austin and put us into some sort of tailspin. It's not like we're Detroit with the automotive industry and that changes and the whole city goes to hell. Um, yeah. So Nick, you talked a little bit about what attracted you to real estate investing. How did you get started in real estate investing and how did you end up where you are now? Yeah, I, I had bought my first house uh, just to live in. Um, mm -hmm. That was when, you know, all the drama uh, happened and I, I started transitioning to looking at, you know, um, alternative investment vehicles. And I, mm -hmm. I, I'd always kind of in the back of my mind liked real estate. You know, when I was 18, I wanted to flip houses and I never did anything with that. Um, I wish I would have bought everything I could get my hands on in Denver at the time, but, uh, you know, uh, hindsight, um, and, you know, listening to bigger pockets and kind of just thinking about what our goals were with investing. It, it seemed like the logical route, you know? And so kind of how I got started, we had that, that first house, um, and we actually ended up renting that out and buying a, a duplex to house hack. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, while buying that duplex to house hack, we ended up you know, buying a single another single family to rent out. And, you know, at that point, and this was, you know, not quick, you know, we were doing it the old school way where you save up 20, 25% and then buying, you know, we weren't leveraging any um, creative financing or, you know, trying to find uh, direct to seller stuff. It was just saving and finding something on the market, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and we realized that was taking super long to get to where we wanted to go. So as I looked into getting more active in real estate, uh, especially the first house we bought, we bought in a good area and it had just appreciated really well, or, you know, the equity in it, there was almost no return on the equity at that point from the cash flows. So we were looking at selling that and moving something larger. And that's kind of how I got started in multifamily because as I looked for, you know, ways to be more active, a lot of it came down to, you know, find a team, you know, find deals, find investors, close deals, get your, you know, all the stuff that goes into real estate. And it's like, I'm going to do all this work for like, you know, an extra three single families or something a year. I might as well put the work in and do 
something larger, right? Do one, and at the time I was like, I'll do one 10 unit as opposed to doing, you know, 10 single families. And my mindset changed over time once I got mentors and I was able to take that larger. Um, but that was kind of how I got started. Awesome. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's a great way to get started. What you talked about, you talked about, you kind of started house hacking or you turned your first home into a rental and then moved into a house hack. I don't know that a lot of people know they're able to do that, but you know, if you get interested in real estate investing, don't sell the house you have. If you don't have to rent it out, you know, yeah. you, like you were talking about return on equity, you always have to look at how much equity is in the property and is it worth selling or is it worth just continuing to rent it? Maybe refinance, but, there's so many ways to get started. And I think house hacking is a great way to help you just get your foot in the door or just moving out of what you got and renting it is a great way to do that. So that's awesome, man. Where was your first house you talked about? It was like quickly appreciating neighborhood. Yeah, it was actually in Round Rock, a really, oh, cool. you know, uh, nice neighborhood. I love, I love that neighborhood. I'll, I would love to live there again someday. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, in Round Rock and we, we bought it like 194, 193. Oh, wow. Um, and I was a Dave Ramsey fan for a long time. So we had no debt and I put like 25% into the property. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I'd put, you know, as little as I could have, uh, without how, how much I appreciate it, but you know, it is what it is. Um, and you know, by the time we sold, it was like 280,000 and it was only a few years. So. Yeah, absolutely. And where was the second duplex you bought? Was that also uh, in rock? No, no. So we moved closer to Austin with that one where, uh, that one was in Fleurville. That's actually oh. right on the border of, of like, uh, Travis County, I think. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, it sounds like you've done quite a few deals. Could you maybe tell us about your worst deal or lessons you've learned through, you know, problems you've had with deals? Hey guys, this is Jordan Moorhead here. And I wanted to ask if you could do a huge favor for me. If you could go leave a review for this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that would really help me get this into the hands of other people that are interested in information about Austin real estate investing, and I'd be able to help more people. Thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah. So the first multifamily, uh, large multifamily deal I did in Austin, uh, 53 units. Oh, wow. Um, it's, you know, it's, I, I like that deal, but it's definitely been a challenge since the start. So a few things that we learned going into, you know, after going into that, um, you know, I felt like we got our due diligence done fairly well on the property. I wish we had done a better job vetting the current tenant base. Um, you know, management issues, especially in multifamily, are prevalent. Uh, we went through a few managers starting out, which kind of set us on a bad slope. And then, you know, as we started to to get it right back on track, uh, you know, uh, finally, uh, and then COVID hit. So we've been able to maintain where we're at, but, uh, you know, it's just one of those things you, you have this business plan, you think it's all going to go, you know, according to what you've estimated. And then, uh, you know, a single grain of sand in that machine shuts it down. So one thing I learned is, you know, first you really look at your tenant base, look at lease exposure going into it, um, get good property managers on the, on the property right away. And, you know, when you're doing your, your business plan, your underwriting, leave room for flexibility. You know, you don't want to be, you want to be as accurate as you can be without being as uh, too specific that, you know, a few things happening blow everything, you know, out of water or, bar, you know, change everything that you had planned, I guess. Absolutely. And where is that property in Austin, the 53 unit? Yeah, it's south, uh, south of, uh, it's like East Riverside area. Oh, okay. 
actually yeah. not not too far where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, that's great advice. What's one thing you think newer investors should know? So it, maybe they're not looking to, to do the type of deals you do. They're just looking to house hack, or maybe they're looking to buy their first single family or multifamily rental. What would you tell somebody that's thinking about doing that? Yeah, um, I you know education um, is the big equalizer in this. Uh, industry, I feel like when you're looking at deals, looking at markets, all the information's out there. So I think just really learning, you know, your market and what you're looking for, uh, defining your goals, I think is a big one. You know, some people, so many people look at, you know, cash on cash returns and it's probably a little controversial. I, it's not that I don't mind cash on cash. I think having great, you know, high uh, cash on cash returns is awesome. But when you're, especially when you're buying single family or things like that, you know, if you're investing, 25, 30, 50,000 into a deal, you know, 8% cash on cash isn't going to change your life, right? You want to find, you know, properties where, uh, in my opinion, um, there's something you could do to increase the value. That's harder to do in single family. I feel like unless you're buying, you know, a a flip, but um, I would say define your goals, right? If you're looking for heavy cash flow, just be cognizant that you might miss out on, on, um, on appreciation you know, it might lead you into, well, I guess, worse markets. So knowing what you're actually looking for and looking to get uh, out of investing. Yeah, I think that's really important when talking about Austin too. So people say, oh, well, I, you know, I can't find cash flow or I can't find the cash flow I want here. And in my opinion, and you can tell me yours too, you know, you're making most of your money when you sell the property. So mm-hmm. where I've had the biggest gains is taking the gain from a sale and investing that into another property. So if the property didn't appreciate very much or at all, so if you invest in a, just a cash flow market, which Austin isn't the best cash flow market, um, or you have to do some work to find it, but if you just invest in a cash flow market and you come out even, and you just make that cash flow over the years. I don't think you're going to get very far. But if you invest somewhere like Austin and you're able to improve the value of the property and get the rents up, and you know, if you're in multifamily, if you can get the rents up and get the NOI up and you make a bunch of money on the sale, then you've got all this cash to redeploy. So, um, you know, talk a little bit more about Austin and, and the market you see here and why you continue to invest here too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and just to, you know, piggyback off what you were saying, it also depends on where you're at in your investment career, right? If you're starting out, that equity building um, is going to really get your your momentum going, right? If you're if you have you know a million and a half to invest, this is a different conversation, right? You can live off the cash flow on, on that investment, but if you're looking to to grow a portfolio and really um, expand your wealth, you know what the age old saying is: you can't eat equity. Um, but on the flip side, cash flow isn't going to make you rich, right? So try and find a good balance of the two. Um, that's not to caution anybody. You know, don't go into a negative cash flow investment. Uh, yeah. Just look at that as a, as a different metric. Um, and I'm sorry, I completely blanked on your question as I was following up on that. No, I, mean, I think you were, you know, I was just talking about how you pick your market and why you think Austin's a good market to invest in. You know, what, what you would say about appreciation versus cash flow in the long run. Yeah. Um, I love Austin. I think, you know, there's tons of great metrics, um, uh, that point to it just, you know, continuing to grow. I don't think anybody who lives here or knows anything about Austin thinks it's, uh, not a growing developing market. 
you know, I, I think you'd have to have your eyes closed. Um, there's definitely negatives to it. Traffic sucks. Property taxes are horrible. But um, on the flip side, you know, it's because it's in demand. It's an in-demand location. I, and I feel like a lot of people, especially newer investors, when we speak about investing, they're always trying to find the market that nobody knows about and, you know, uh, where there's no competition. And I think that's the wrong way to look at it. If you're looking for a no competition, that's um, probably not a great market, you know, like uh, you want to buy in competitive areas because that's, you know, I mean, they're, they're competitive for a good reason, I guess I should say. Don't just buy because somebody's bidding it up, but, you know, buy in in-demand locations. That's the oldest rule in real estate. It's not cash flow, cash flow, cash flow. It's location, location, location. That's um, great that's, advice. Yeah, that's why I love Austin. I mean, uh, just to give you an example, you know, a few of these properties we've built, uh, not built, bought, even recently, we have a, you know, a 71 unit we're looking to refinance right now, even after owning it for a short time. And cash flow has been good. We've increased the income really well, but we're about to pull, you know, enough money out of that to buy an additional, you know, 30 units with no cash out of pocket. That's the kind of growth you get in these markets, right? You can't do that in a market where you're getting eight to 10% cash on cash, but you're not really building that equity. Yeah. Great point there. So, you know, I think you talk about just looking at the long run too. Don't just think about tomorrow. And I think it's really easy to do right now where everything is just about right now. You know, it's how can I cash flow to me is, is right now. And like you said, cash flow is important. You know, you want to buy a positively cash flowing property, but mm -hmm. at the same time, what's the future look like for the property you're buying? If you're buying in a market that people are leaving, it's probably going to be hard to make some money off that place when you go to sell it. But if you're buying in a high demand market like Austin, when you go to sell, chances are it's going to be worth more than you paid for it. You know, whether that be residential or commercial with, you know, the rent growth just to help, yeah. helps on both sides there. Um, yeah. What you talked about education, Nick, what's your best mindset advice for new investors? Yeah, I'd say don't get discouraged. Um, you know, a lot of real estate, once you learn the basics and, and what, um, what steps to take, it's just repetition. You know, real estate is not rocket science. It's a very easy concept. So I think, you know, staying focused, staying humble, um, and just putting in work each day um, to, to get the result. You know, don't say there's no deals if you're not looking for deals. Don't say... Um, well, that's actually the biggest complaint I hear is there's no deals. And then I start talking about what they've looked at and what they've seen. And it's, you know, one or two things. Uh, of course there's not, you're not looking for them, right? <laughs> you got to go out there and do the work. Um, and a lot of that is not getting discouraged when you're putting in offers and, you know, someone's coming through and, and swooping it up all cash or, um, you know, way higher price. That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. You're just, you know, you're going through the repetitions. You'll, you'll get one. Absolutely. Yeah, as long as I've been involved in the real estate industry, there's been competition. You know, you're not just mm. jumping in and picking up something and, you know, I've got a great deal here. And I think it, you need to put in the reps. You know, you, you, you're exactly right. You need to put in the reps of putting in offers and seeing properties. You're not going to get properties if you're not seeing properties and you're not going to get any if you're not putting in offers. And you're not going to get any if you're not losing a lot of offers. So to me, every yeah. offer lost is, hey, I'm closer to getting one. Exactly. Yeah. We look at, you know, a ton of deals, um, an offer on a, you know, just as, just as many, you know, to win one. I mean, it's, it's, it's a funnel. Yep. 
that's a great analogy. Yeah, it's it's definitely a funnel. You know, you've got to see as many as you can, put offers on as many as you can, and then eventually you're going to get one. Yep. So, what's your favorite business or mindset book, Nick? Oh, um, you know, the one I usually say is uh, is uh, Shoe Dog, the the Phil Knight story. I don't know if you've read that one, but I that is that. just fantastic if you want to learn about like perseverance and just staying in and just a great mindset uh and also it's just a fantastic read uh, i did the audible as well and the audible is fantastic the narrator nails it um a great book can't recommend awesome. that one enough i have it i just haven't read it so i'll have to pull it off the bookshelf and give it a read because you're yeah. the second person that's recommended that so far it's a great it's a good one awesome well i'll check it out so what are you doing right now that people could get a hold of you and maybe participate in? Are you doing any sort of investments or any sort of education, anything you're doing? If people want to learn more about you, they can jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we have our website, which is just quantumcapitalinc.com, you know, Q-U-A-N-T-U-M, uh, capital Inc, I-N-C.com. Um, you can also reach me at Nick at quantumcapitalinc.com. Um, we do uh, a variety of investments. Um, sometimes we do, you know, we're, we're all over the place with how we structure our deals, but if you want to learn about what we're doing and maybe see if there's a chance that we could do something together, um, yeah, hop, hop on, reach out. We'd love to talk. Awesome. Yeah. And you talked about education or do you, are you in any sort of educational group or how do you learn about real estate investing? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, starting out is bigger pockets and reading every book I can get my hands on. Um, once I started to narrow in on multifamily, I, I kind of shied away from bigger pockets. Um, mm -hmm. you know, I think they put out great content. I just feel like when you start getting specialized and you ask questions on a forum that wide, you get a lot of different opinions and not really the answer to your question from somebody doing what you're doing. Um, and that's when I started looking for like a multifamily focused, uh, education, um, and so, you know, my mentors personally were, were Jake and Gino, um, Wheelbarrow Profits. You know, I, I can't recommend that program enough. I'm not selling it. I'm just saying that's kind of where I got my education and mentorship. And it's, you know, I recommend that to people. Awesome. So how can people get a hold of you? Is the Quantum Capital site probably the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, yeah. Email uh, is, you know, it's it's the 2020. So I'm constantly connected to a device some way that goes mm -hmm. directly to my email. It's the best way, you know, Nick at quantumcapitalinc.com. All right. And last question here, Nick, what's your favorite restaurant in Austin? I know we've got so much good food here. Yeah, there's a ton. Uh, you asked me this at the beginning. I was thinking about it. Um, I personally never had ramen until I came to Austin. So really? You know, I've tried a few. Uh, I think Tatsuya is my favorite. I would say that I could eat that anytime, any day. That's a different answer than a lot of, you know, most of the food I get is Tex-Mex or barbecue. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, ramen. So Tatsuya? Yeah. Actually not familiar. Where is that? Or do they have several locations? Uh, they they have, uh, I believe, just two, or two or three locations. There's one uh, like East 6th, um, one right off of... Uh, 183 and then another down south um yeah it's it's great it's fantastic all right i will have to check it out yeah nick, definitely thank you so much for coming on today again if you want to get hold of nick it's nick at quantumcapitalinc.com and anything multifamily i'm sure he'd love to talk to you about it again 
he's doing a lot of multifamily investing here in Austin. You know, he, he knows anything you want to know. So reach out to Nick. Um, I'm sure he'd love to talk. Thanks, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me on.